Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Chairsofter Show. I'm Andy. Joining me tonight is Graham Hoffman again. Hello. And first time guest on the show is Carlo from the Flopperator podcast. Good evening, everyone. Woo. Hey guys, how are we? <laughs> the gang are here. Yeah, yeah, almost all here, almost the whole gang. Kev, because he works silly hours because he's in America, can't be here today. Um, I actually had to get him to come on on a Sunday. That's how bad the time difference trying to record was. He was like, I can come on after work at 7.30. I was like, dude, it's the middle of the night here. <laughs> I was going to say, he's um, he's just finished your show, isn't he? Last week he was on your episode. Or yeah, would it be the week before? Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Anyway, we won't go into the details of when it was because I lose track half the time. It was a great episode. It was before yesterday, so. Yeah, yeah, it was great episode. Before this recording. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's good because he's not been playing long. Uh, Right, so just for the show tonight, we're going to try something a little bit different, which is why I've got you both on to provide different inputs. So, what I've done, I've gone away, I've created three questions that we're going to debate and discuss and try and reach some conclusion on. Now this is based on something that me and Graham saw at IWA at the Airsoft meetup and I thought it was a cracking idea to sort of discuss some of the issues that um, come around in Airsoft. So shall we crack on with the first one? Yes. Let's do it. Cool. So question one. Is the community spirit within Airsoft disappearing? What can we do to promote a positive community spirit in Airsoft? Well, that's pretty leading there, isn't it, with the second statement? (laughs) (laughs) How do I answer it now? It's sort of opening the discussion. So based on the conclusions of the first part of the question, we can then... I'll let Graham go first on that one. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, Carlo, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so so let's address this then. So, is the community spirit within Airsoft disappearing? I don't think so. I think, if anything, we are becoming a bigger community. And at which point you definitely get, you know, some of those vocal minority causing issues. And that's where some people feel that the... I want to say the close-knit community almost gets ripped apart at places. But I wouldn't say it's disappearing because I'd just say the sport is growing, or the hobby is growing, if you don't want to consider it a sport. In which case, over the whole level, is realistically, the community's never been stronger than it ever has been. But, like I say, if you are listening to the vocal minority, then you may get the a different opinion and it does then generally depend on where you're seeing that interaction from the community whether that's just on social media or on a site because I think if you go to a site you typically will only see a rather close-knit community yeah I, th- um, I think that sort of the thing really here is that you look at say let's take facebook as the prime example because it's where you see it the most you get people ask genuine questions and you've got these few keyboard warriors that come on and just decide i'm going to fuck shit up today i'm going to create a cesspool and upload all sorts of bullshit basically just to try and create arguments 
and I don't think that necessarily puts the community side of things in a positive light if you catch my drift uh, I'm not sure what you think on this Carlo sorry I was um, stopped breathing down the mic with my squeaky nose there um, <laughs> I think from, from what we've seen recently is there are a lot more tailor made groups to each and every uh, players uh, specificities and uh, what they'd like to see online um, I mean that's a great way to go you know, because it keeps down a lot of the trolling and 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 the antagonist and the antagonistic comments. But it also helps to promote further discussions as well. The problem is, and there's a drawback to that sort of situation, is there's nothing new being uh, being breached through each and every group that way. I mean, yes, we'll get the same old questions here and there and everywhere, but essentially, it's it's one and the same. Each and every place is going to go, right, let's go to the extremes on this area. Okay, we've gone a bit too far, let's scale back a little bit. And there's a push and pull factor that we're always going to face. So no, I don't think it's disappearing or, or dying. Um, to promote a, a, a positive community spirit in Airsoft is basically build upon each other. That's what communities do. They help each other. A commune itself, as it's described... Is, uh, is is an area that is common. Yeah, yeah I, I liken it to, as Carlo just said, we are having groups that kind of separate themselves. A real good um, example of this is the Evo or the Scorpion group within ASG. You know, they've got their own Facebook group and they're doing incredible things together from showing each other builds to helping each other out technically to showing each other... 3D printed parts or innovative areas within that kind of area. So I wouldn't say that we're kind of stifling innovation. Let's be fair, with the social networks as they are, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter even, you're always going to get repeat questions because that's the way we've now been driven. People ask questions rather than looking for the answers. We don't go searching forums. People don't even search in Google nowadays they're going straight to Facebook and searching there or just looking or asking questions because they know they're going to get an answer. So I get that people, especially if you're on social media a lot, you'll see the same questions every day. And as an admin of the Airsoft Addicts group, you know we constantly repeat ourselves with the same thing, whether it's the same rules or it's the same questions. I don't think that's a bad thing because it just shows someone who's enthusiastic. Yes, it'd be nice if they did a little bit of research on their own, but I don't think that's... A problem with them. It's just a way that we, as a culture, started transitioning across. Yeah, I mean, um, the thing, like you say, you would, you will get the same questions, and I've lost track of how many times you see the same questions. But it's nice to see new blood coming into the sport and asking these things, or hobby, if you prefer. Um, let's not get into that debate tonight. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It is someone who's new to it, who's excited, and wants to get someone's opinion. Um, and that's it. That it's not like we're getting the same repeated questions from the same people. It shows how often it's repeated is because we have that many people coming into the sport. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I, I almost put my hands in my head and f- double face palm when I see these people who are going, why are you asking the same questions, admins? Just put a pinned post up. Well, no, because each person's going to 
potentially give a different response. If we just put up a pinned post, that's one person's opinion. The whole point in creating this community around what we do, I personally believe is helping each other and offering different perspectives. Yes, you may not agree with that person's opinion, because, to coin the phrase, opinions are like arseholes, everyone's got one. <laughs> but, um, the more we can... Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, did you when... forget you'd muted your microphone? I did, yeah, I thought I'd just catch it on the end. I was laughing that hard, I fell off my chair and the floor. <laughs> But no, it's true though, you know, you may not agree with people's opinions on things, but we should at least be respectful of other people's views. It's like, like I said with Kev last week on the um, Beginners episode, the amount of times you see posts almost mocking these guys that are new to it, turning up in a hoodie and tracky bottoms. End of the day, embrace them. They, if they're comfortable wearing that, they can wear that. You know, we should be embracing these guys into the community. I don't literally mean like that, Carlo. Not literally embracing people, because I know, you know we what? can be like... You know what? That wasn't fun. That wasn't <laughs> fun. What was done to me was barbaric and monstrous. <laughs> so and you're just passing the on the love now. They created the monster. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, at the end of the day, we need to get... In, the more we can keep these guys encouraged, the more we're going to grow as a community, and the more different people get involved, and... Like Graham said about the innovation as well, the more people will be innovating on the products they produce because they're going to go, wow, we've got all these new people. People are starting to want to go to this trend because they've seen someone do it. Let's do it. But kind of going off what I said at the start of this was ultimately the people who complain about repeated questions are the vocal minority. They're the people who are on social network, not far too much, but enough to see these repeats rather than just ignoring it and scrolling down. You know, if you don't like the lyrics, change the track. If you don't want to see the status, scroll down. It's as simple as that. Or swipe left. Yeah, you don't, know. don't be a flagger. Nobody likes <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah don't. Yeah, that's, that's the other it. thing. The, the, the uh, constant just reporting because you don't like someone on Facebook that seems to happen. You know, you, how many times do you see people get Facebook banned because they've posted up a picture of them? or a gun or something and someone's just gone I'm just reporting that because I want to create salt I got reported from a photo of me back in 2011 the other day someone's yeah, gone through, uh, exactly, so yeah. someone's gone through my profile and deleted something from me to, from 2011 which is um, which Facebook warned me rather than just banning me again but I think this comes down to and the whole issue with this is Facebook's rules are very grey in the fact that they've changed the rules yet you're not been asked to go through the last 10 years of history on Facebook yeah so ultimately the big problem is you're on someone else's platform like it or deal with it you know yeah. like it or move on and that's the same thing like shares in it take over now, yeah. now, 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 now where, where would be an alternative for this one shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not weapons crate <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I think this was going to be a good idea I knew that was going to come out at some point well wait until the 1st of June maybe then um, no ultimately yeah, I mean that's that's what I was been building you know as I said earlier it's three and a half years three and a half years I've been building this um I saw the writing on the wall then, I said it there and then, this is to be built for the future, not the now. And realistically, that was what I said then, and it's taken longer than I expected for Facebook to clamp down. But 
we knew it was happening. Yeah, it will happen you, with YouTube, it will happen so, with Facebook, so, it will happen so with Graham, does that mean that it will be finished in a few years' time as well? <laughs> it's never finished. <laughs> yeah, it just gets a little bit better each time. <laughs> yeah, massively, and that's it. I mean, but that's the whole idea. I mean, Airs of Nation was born out of me going, I can see what's going to happen here. And I want Airsoft to have its own platform where we feel safe, where we can have a discussion, where we're not looked upon from, you know, the media, for example, or home office, where they get to see, you know, if they wanted to and look in some of these groups and see the stuff they really wouldn't want to see, ultimately. Um, and it's stuff that I don't feel comfortable talking publicly on a podcast, because ultimately, get that in the hands of a press officer and suddenly we've become villains and terrorists yeah. and people who are trying to cause harm and incite hatred when that's completely not true we're playing toy soldiers having fun being immersive but that's it you know yeah, exactly. without their playing fun uh, having fun and you know using it as for a physical activity to bond with friends that's it yeah exactly um I mean, the one thing that I will say that has been good, uh, we've, we've spoken about it a few times off air between us, uh, the reason I tend to go for Instagram at the moment is because, for, for promoting this anyway, is because the community to me seems stronger on there than it does on Facebook, a bit more engaging and the like. And so because I can't type? Because <laughs> they no, can only no. reply in photos, really? Wow. I mean, Let's be uh, fair though, but you don't get the same engagement in a conversation. So yes, you'll feel like it's a stronger bond. Instagram's owned by Facebook. It'll still be it'll go down the same path. Um, but yeah, yeah eventually, yeah, it's going to go that way. But at, for the time being, at least, you know, there's a few people that I've met through Instagram who are absolutely solid people and decent players. Oh, so, absolutely, you know, but they're also um, be on Facebook. But it's just another it depends on what your medium is if you enjoy looking through photos instagram's great for you yeah. you know if you enjoy having conversations it's facebook because you've got you know the same reason why people didn't use twitter in airsoft because we didn't want 140 characters airsoft yeah. is non-existent on twitter that's you true know? that's exactly. it's, it's, it's there for advertising space yeah, but twitter was designed that it's a fast medium in the fact that you would be posting you know Online um, marketing guys would be posting the same thing seven, eight times a day because it goes that fast for your activity stream. Mm -hmm. That's not what we wanted as a community. So Twitter was something that never, ever came on the radar. That's why we used forums. Yeah, exactly. Facebook's kind of master fat, and, and I won't say it's killed off forums, but it's definitely had a huge impact on them. And it's because it allows us to do text, it allows us to put videos, it allows us to have photos, it allows us to have a discussion group, and it's done a good job of it. The issue is always going to be their perception on airsoft. Yeah, and but the that's when you have firearm aspects. Yeah, but that's when you have Reddit, which has the biggest airsoft uh, following of any social media. Uh, does it really though? I well, mean, the I'm, biggest I'm, interactivity anyway. Yeah, but again, I mean, I'm on the Reddit on the, the main S one. I know there's a couple out there, but it doesn't seem to be huge and it doesn't seem to be the same conversations come up. It's the odd person sharing, here's a photo of my AK and leave your comments. I mean, just looking now, we've got 26 comments on one, eight on another, nine on another. There are 56,000 readers there, but there's only 700 people on there at essentially prime time in the UK. You know, it's 8 yeah. p.m. on the UK. And that's all you need. 
You don't need everyone throwing in and making trolling comments all the time, do you? Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not about that. But is it really a place with a lot of conversations? And Reddit it has the same be. issue. That Reddit, Twitter Reddit does. Is very fact, you'll lose it. Yeah, but it's very specific. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Reddit's great for that. I, I yeah. use Reddit all the time. But See, I've never really got into Reddit. I've never really used it. It's just. Well, I've sent you got... five links today, so you better jump on and have a look. It's great. Reddit is great, and there was certain. Wait, is areas... that for reading and learning stuff? That's it. Oh, no, you're is, right. Is, is, isn't, that, um, isn't that for nerds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, readers for nerds, bro. <laughs> but, <laughs> like books. But re- no, Reddit is great. And, I mean, they've come under the same issues with moderators having a lot of power-hungry aspects and aspirations, but a lot of it gets squished down quite quickly. Yeah, of course it does. So, yeah. Um, so, really and truthfully, the... Uh, general consensus is that the community is strong um, it's just the odd people that are ruining people's perceptions in a way with the way they act is the sort of general sort of consensus thing we've got from that yeah and you'll never get away from that now in yeah. terms of promoting positivity community spirit I think ultimately it's you know something we've discussed again before that buddy system is having a group of friends who respect you as a player as a person and you know, groups that just don't stand for any trolling. It's as simple as that. But, that, I mean, this happens on every community in every form, whether it's online yeah. or physically there. You know, if some player wants to disrespect other players at a site, they'll be kicked off. And it's exactly the same there. I don't think we need to go on some sort of campaign of positivity for Airsoft. Because, ultimately, yeah, some, it's... Some crusade. We'll get rejected. White knight. No, we'll get rejected. Of, yeah. Well, it's just because it, it doesn't need to happen. Humans don't don't like this black and white idealistic view of everything. Yeah. The grayscale. They all are. We all are. Hey, I'm just ones and zeros, so talk for yeah. yourself. <laughs> Graham is, is cyborg confirmed. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost as bad as those uh, Mark Zuckerberg Commander Data memes going around now. <laughs> Smile. Up. Down. Yeah, yeah um... Sorry, final thing from me. Um, you always notice this, and this has been preventing human nature for many, many years, century, millennia, ever since we could talk and communicate verbally. The most intelligent people are so full of doubt. Yeah. Well, the least intelligent people are so full of confidence. And I think that says a lot about us. Mm. Where we're going. <laughs> See, Graham can be fi- uh, Graham. He can be philosophical at some time, at some points. It, it, I'm worried because I'm pretty confident most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, I've got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the one to say it then. <laughs> so, so what, what we're going to do? I'm actually going to mix up the order of the questions a little bit because Graham sort of touched on this during his spiel in there. So, you were saying about like the lack of knowledge in the community potentially, lack of understanding and sort of the home office addressing stuff and that. What should airsofters be doing to promote the sport in a positive light to people outside of it? Or hobby? I just say out or hobby at everything. Every time I call it a sport I'm going to say or hobby so we don't get and people or. triggered. Yeah. I mean, um. I, think, I think this was sort of the prime example was um, the 
story from the Western Australia guys when they went to the meeting and one of the ministers they were meeting had to actually Google what Airsoft was while he was sat yeah. in a meeting with them. So there's there's clearly lack of understanding out there, I think, is the first thing on this, of what it is. You know, I've lost track of the amount of times you have to go, well, it's like paintball, but... But it is. Yeah, how many times do you have to start a sentence like that to describe airsoft, really? Far too often. A few times. A a few times I've had to, but uh, not so much anymore. Yeah. Do you like guns? Yeah. The the things that I think negate what we do and put a negative light onto it is think. let's, Let's go back a couple of years to when this first came out the He Burnt My Patch video. Oh, yeah. It's things like that that people pick up on and they'll go, wow, this thing's terrible. They're going out and deliberately hurting it. Well, yeah, we are going out. It's human nature. We're drawn to the macabre. Yeah, exactly. It's um, really and truthfully, you know, for every sort of positive view, we potentially get 10 negative views of what we're doing. So, thoughts on this one, guys? Who's going to After you. Fine then. Um, What was the question? So, what should airsofters be doing to promote the sport in a positive light or hobby? Um, people outside to, of it. to bring somebody into a cult, if you will, the best thing to do is basically um, is is get them to try it for themselves. The best way to kind of explain airsoft is as a simulation. I've found in in, in recent years, because saying it's like paintball, but the balls are smaller and they hurt more, doesn't really sell it. Yeah, because it's it's frankly nothing like paintball. It's never been like paintball. Yeah, mm. like the major differences that we've had are the way that the, yeah. uh, the weapons are loaded. But now you can still get mag uh, mag fed and uh, mag loaded paintball weapons. Yeah. So there's no real major difference there. And as with promoting airsoft, the only thing you can really do with that is just invite people down to try it for themselves. Because everyone's going to have different interpretations, especially on the way it's explained to somebody by one of their friends or colleagues or a family member or somebody else. You know, there's no real finite or concrete way to explain something as vast as the spectrum of paintball can be, uh, of, of airsoft can be. I keep saying paintball because I'm vexed. Yeah. We've, 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 we've got it on the mind now. I've, I've used that one phrase and now it's, you've got paintball stuck in your head. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. Soz. <laughs> I know where you sleep. Um, <laughs> as for bringing people in, it's a fantastic thing to do because that's how every hobby, sports, bobby, cult, everything grows. You pay your money, you invest into it for the rest of your life, and you eventually die with none of your possessions going with you to the next round. But the great thing to do is have a lot of fun while you're here. And there's no better way to do that than playing airsoft, making new friends, and joining this larger community that's now going worldwide. When Australia manages to pick their th- pick their toys up, yeah, you know, it, it which hopefully, if anyone in Australia is listening, will be sooner rather than later for you yeah, guys. Yeah, I hope so. Because as soon as that's done, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. See you later. I'm going to Australia. Bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to try and get a clip of that now to add on the end of this show, aren't I? Are you legally allowed to do that? I don't know. I mean, I know I can, because I've like, got a large stack of money from when I did some jobs, but... 
No one to sue me after that, but I'm not sure if I'll see what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, the the obviously we can try and bring people in as much as we can. Um, I'm quite fortunate with work that there's quite an open forum about airsoft because there's at least 15 of us I'd say now that play and we we have like a little group going from work we organize games with each other and our colleagues will know what it is and we're talking from shop floor to sort of the middle to upper levels of management in a way with the with the way some of the people are and who they sort of rub shoulders with so uh, it's not sort of as much of a taboo as it may be in some workplaces. We can actively open the discussion and explain what it is we do and show people the um, what, what's going on. Um, Everyone's got that story of arm response coming round, haven't they? Yeah, it, yeah exactly, arm response came to my house, and they're like, "Oh, let's have a go then." Like, yeah, sure they did, mate. That's like yeah. everyone was on the bloody balcony, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what you weren't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, Graham, 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 I think it happened like eight years before our time, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy climbing up the ladder. What are you on about? <laughs> what ladder? There was oh, no ladder. I was the guy cool on the uh, <laughs> on on the um, the wire. Yeah, I, I was because I was interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to look at this question from a few perspectives. So this really depends on where you see it going. So, as you said, the, the question is, should what should airsofters do to promote the sport in a positive light? Now, from an external point of view, so we're talking about Joe Public, government, press, anything like that. Ultimately, as a player, your responsibility is to go have fun. It's a hobby. And I think as long as the players are within the line of what they're doing, they're for, you know, they're there playing, I don't think they should really worry much more than what they're doing. Because ultimately, it's go have a play a game, you know, invite friends. I mean, ultimately, the best way to bring people into the game itself is to invite friends. But we'll talk about internally after that. I think the biggest thing for promoting the sport in a positive light comes down, and it's kind of boring, but it's more from the business point of view. You know, Airsoft has the um, UCAPU, the player union. But we've only got, what, 4,000 members of a community of what UCAR and Home Office say is 60,000. And it's things like having this player union together, having Airsoft under a professional body, having a sports council, which is a two-year process, and it's something that's already been looked into, having governing body for sites, having things like all sites, having health and safety regulation, having insurance, having a minimum amount of medics, a lot of this stuff, unfortunately, is very much overlooked, not only by the sites themselves, but also the players who go there. They play somewhere because it's cheaper, but it has no insurance. Or they go there and they're walking over glass on a abandoned factory or whatever. Or, you know, it's stuff like that, which any professional sport hobby activity would never stand for it. You, know, you wouldn't go to an adventure center and get told first off climb over this glass and then you can go jump off the rope you know and it's not to say that we need to dumb down airsoft and remove some of that but we do need to look at ourselves and say from an external point of view do we really look the best if we've got sites that are you know a huge health and safety risk 
Because if we're meant to be professional, and that's what a business is, a professional entity, I think from from an external point of view, what they're going to do is look at the businesses and the industry, not the players of the industry. The government don't really care so much about the players. They want to make sure the business is worth doing. You know, how much are they getting from tax? How much issue are they getting from a legislation point of view? Whether they want to legalize or make uh, airsoft illegal? Because if they have too many public scares and they're not earning any money from airsoft or they don't see it forming in a positive light, then we'll lose it. It's as simple as that, really, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely sort of the uh, perception with the public that the government may look at with, as you say, the instance, I mean... You see the articles come up every now and again of someone's been running around in the local park with a airsoft gun and the armed response unit's been called and all this sort of yeah, stuff. But let's be clear, every single one of these instances, 99% of the time, these are not airsofters. Yeah, exactly. These are people that have bought a big B gun from a marketplace, you know, or yeah. have been given it or have it in their... Their dad's pulled it out of the loft from when they were kids. So we we are getting put in with a group or it's an air gun I mean a lot of the times they're air guns they're not even air soft guns yeah it's possibly um, the uh, sort of the media's terminology interpretation of what the, yeah as you say the med- what the media terms it as yeah um, now as, as you said it's, it is pl- people that aren't players that are doing this unfortunately we majority do just get lumber yeah the majority of the time there's, get, there's always going to be that one person but the media doesn't see it like that, and unfortunately, the media will be what the government probably sees when they get hold of the story. So that's oh, what. Yeah, I wouldn't worry so much about that because ultimately, the media can kind of tire everyone with the same brush, but the government will still have to do adequate research into it. Yeah, and which is ultimately, where guys like you, Capu, come in. Yeah, exactly, and the industry as a whole should get together when stuff like that happens and say, hang on a minute, that's not us. We follow the rules of the VCRA, which, again, is another important aspect, you know, making sure that all of our industry are following every step of the VCRA to make sure we're eligible and make sure that we're basically saying, look, we can self-regulate, so you don't need to regulate us anymore or risk the industry. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, but you have something else as well, which is basically my point of view. Um, and well, I'll say it's my point of view. This is a point of view I'm bringing forward. I didn't do it, so you're not throwing me under the bus. Yeah, you know it's 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 all very well. That guy did it over there, so why should I be worried? You can't come and prosecute me for something somebody else has done. Yeah, they kind of can. It's called a RICO. Yeah. The thing is, as soon as we see an airsoft case go to court, that's when. The gloves will be off and we'll know where we stand. At the moment, touch wood, we stay like this, but we've never gone to court under an airsoft situation. Properly, you mean? Like a real Yeah, court. exactly. Like a real court with a real judge <laughs> deciding what is the VCRA in their eyes. and Not, how not an holds. entertainment court for daytime TV. Oh, oh God, I'd no. forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was a... was saying in, in, his, uh, in, his, um, in his answer just there. Yeah, what was that, Judge Rinder or something? <laughs> yeah, Judge Rinder, yeah. 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 But yeah. something else that, that Brian brought to my attention about playing in playing on a location that isn't deemed safe. Do you remember some pictures released of a site in the Midlands 
and somebody was climbed onto the roof of a building with the sign saying "Do not climb on roof." Yeah, yeah a... I don't. Yeah, I don't want to particularly point sites out because, to be honest, there are a lot of sites I know that. Oh, you mean like the bird watching towers? <laughs> well, not even that. There's a lot of sites that probably don't do as much health and safety as they probably should because they don't see themselves as required to do that. Well, um, yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Surely under their insurance. Yeah, but um, again, quite a lot of the insurance terms and conditions are out of date as it is, and they don't see. They see us running around a field rather than a lot of the other assets. You know, they don't see the fact that we're using tanks with tracks, and it's like, well, do you have insurance to run a tank around on a site with players and vehicles, especially at speed? Uh, tag rounds, for example, it's still a well uh, cloudy area as to w- whether that counts or not. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but th- this is the whole situation where there's a lot of grey areas, and we just have to do the best we can with the legislation we've got. And you have to trust the companies that are running the events that they've done their best to make sure that they're above board. I'm not yeah, asking every player to turn up to a site and say, right, before I play, can I see your health and safety sheets? However, I do notice there are several sites out there that will happily show you all their forms and stuff like that, and they've said this to me before. Um, because it's a player's right to ask about the health and safety risks and yeah, to make yeah, sure that they've followed up. assessments for the site. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest, um, a lot of these CQB sites are derelict buildings as well, so... Yeah, but there's a difference. You, I mean... A local woodland site to me, there has been instances where they found nails, and they said, look, if you find one, let us know, we'll go by and we will scale the area uh, with the metal detector to make sure it doesn't happen, because ultimately, especially if we're using a lot of wood on these sites, it can happen, and Mm. you you don't know what's been used on the land beforehand. It's all about minimising the the risk and making sure that players are safe, but ultimately the business is above board on that front. And let's not forget the boat. Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna get 100 percent safe. No, you don't have to be. 100 percent, you don't never have to be. No, as long as you're aware of the risks and you take every precaution that you can to ensure that the risk is minimised, you're happy. Like everyone's happy to ensure that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Every every job has risks. Uh, You work in a pizza shop, you might put your hand on the oven. You know, that again, more for it's you. About, Don't do it a second time. <laughs> it's, it's all about knowing the risks, and mm. more importantly, the company saying this is, risk is acceptable and this one isn't. You know, um, but yeah, I know that was a bit of the boring aspect. But from, I thought it was important to show that airsoft in a positive light to externals will come down to looking more professional. Yeah, even I, marketing yeah. more professionally. Um, and then you've got things like you say, a lot of. From a player's point of view, seeing airsoft in positive to light, the big driving force is obviously YouTube. The last couple of years, I don't want to say from the gaming scene and very much been stereotypical there, but gaming videos have brought a lot of players over, suggested videos on YouTube, and they've brought an awful amount of players in there, which is great. You know, so it's fantastic. It's really, really pushed the sport massively ahead than ever expected the last few years. Yeah. Thank you, Bodge Ups. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bodge Ups and, and the rest. I mean, Look at the size of Norwich's channel. It's incredible yep. to see a YouTube, yep. uh, YouTube airsofter. And there's a lot of airsofters who are a full Shame he's a bellend, though, but, you know. <laughs> I think you'll take him wrong. He's, he's definitely a savvy businessman. And ultimately, he's doing what he's wanted to do, and he's worked hard for it. So, what, lighter people? 
let's not get into let's this be discussion. fair let's be fair right he made his decisions and he's decided he can live with it if it all goes downhill that's on him yeah it's his problem um, at the end of the day but, oh, but ultimately the- he built a massive platform and he worked really hard and it's you know skyrocketed way beyond I'm sure he's ever imagined now there are obviously like you said uh, cheater videos on a good or a bad thing who really can say because it's bringing people more to the sport and you know it's like saying watching a football compilation of footballers who just keep diving for no reason it doesn't stop people from playing the game and I don't think these cheater videos is going to stop anyone from playing the game yeah. you know it's just a part of the game that you're going to have to accept given the fact it's an honour sport and you have the same in every physical contact sport you know in the fact that we're shooting stuff at each other not physically fisticuffs you know there's one that that you can't well actually there's two that you can't that are both physical contact one is dueling right because you can't really cheat at that otherwise you don't come back and the second one is um, Formula One mm. because if you try and cheat at that you definitely don't come back that's well, people's yeah. lives at risk there yeah, yeah. But there's cheating in other ways like max, match fixing isn't there yeah, so, yeah, you can get that. But but the other thing, I mean, don't think YouTube's the only driving force. Look how many more media entities we've got in terms of podcasts, for example, this one. In terms of websites like and the Airsoft Milsim News. Yeah, mine. Yeah, of course, the full and Floporator and Guerrilla Airsoft Radio and before that Airsoftology and Airsoft Kings. I mean, there's yeah. a bunch of us out there. There's, there's loads more than that, you know. Then you've got you know the the bigger media platforms like the blogs like the Milsim News guys, yeah, and you know Fumpies and Airsoft News and Airsoft DB, you know, we are coming across more and more mainstream due to these areas, and then obviously the money going into the sport is making things more attractive to people when people come across and see this sponsored team, sponsored athletes. Whether there's competitive elements and we see competitions and prize funds mm. and there's a lot of stuff that drives people's interest to it. A corporate gig, you know, a lot of sites do corporate events during the week. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that can bring people into the airsoft and it is positive for them. Yeah, cool. I think um, we've uh, pretty much covered that. Final thoughts before we move on to the last question. Go um, out. Enjoy a pew, have fun, take your hits and be good about it, ultimately. I don't, don't think be a players, dick. Yeah, players yeah. don't need to worry about it any more than that. Just, go out just read do, the what smoke grenade safety sheet, to the, read the last line in particular, and then you can oh, yes. call yeah, it. Yeah, that's really important on the another gay um, yeah. packaging. Yeah. <laughs> it's highly right. important. The last question for tonight, we've actually managed to do quite well out of those first two. I was, I was surprised, I thought they were going to be really short discussions. Um, I'm just here to start a fight. Yeah, Carlo, I think me and you can put your feet up for this last question. Sweet mate, <laughs> all right, I'll catch you later. This is a flop right podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Graham's quite passionate about this, and he proved that at, um, IWA dual uh, creep. Hmm, what? Is this I was being... playing Candy Crush. <laughs> Jewel creep. Is this being abused, and what steps should sites take to eradicate it? Now, with jewel creep, Graham, uh, I'll let you know now on air. I've been in touch with some guys who run a site. They actually did testing with seventy different 
guns on this using different weights of BBs and stuff. So I'm waiting for the data. I've asked them to send me the data so you've got more weight behind your argument there with physical evidence as such that's all graphed out and everything. But yeah, dual creep. Is this being abused and what steps should sites be taken to eradicate it? Let's be fair, it's always been abused. <laughs> this isn't yeah. new. This is science. And we've had this around for 10 years. It's just yeah. as technology's got better, as our upgrades have got better, it's more readily accessible. A lot of players are ignorant to it. They don't even realise they're doing it. Yeah. Now, one one thing that surprised me in recent months since we started this debate, myself and you, or started talking about this more, is how open some groups of people are with it. I'm not going to mention specific groups here. But how blasé they are. And I saw a post the other week saying about doing something. The guy asked why. Some Someone in the comment section asked why on Facebook. And one guy just went, two words, dual creep. And that that sort of attitude, why? Well, let, let's be clear, right? Dual creep in itself isn't a bad thing. If you go to your show two episodes ago with Sniper Mechanics... yeah. He clearly shows dual creep in a good light, which is exactly the way it can be used. You could use dual creep to get away, and we typically use snipers here, but it could be used with any any rifle. Primarily gas and, and higher level springs are more known for dual creep because of the way it works. But ultimately, you could use dual creep with a sniper rifle and get away with using a lower powered spring. Therefore, you can make your cock in action a lot more effective, a lot easier, and ultimately a more efficient build. That's what it is. But equally, you can use dual creep to get the perfect feet per second, and that's your speed. But actually, when you change weight to the weight you're going to use, the speed isn't decreased as the same ratio as it should. Which is the whole problem with dual creep. Um, if a site is measuring on FPS, which is feet per second and its speed, and it's not taking into account the mass and the weight of the BB, it's easily abused. Now players are doing this because if the site is measuring FPS, they're essentially getting away with an extra 50 FPS or an extra 70 FPS, and people are none the wiser. And yeah. technically they're not cheating because that's what the site says, but they know in themselves they have an advantage over other people. And it's the same way that the UK law is behind the times because of the way that our digital entity is working. Yep. It's the same way that sites are using outdated measurements. And it's not like it's a new measurement. It's just the fact that technology and efficient builds have become so much more readily accessible that they've just fallen behind the times. And with insurance companies only using FPS, because that's what they do with paintball, they don't measure in jewels. And I don't say all sites. I know some really good sites who are using jewels only. My local site around the corner, half hour down the road from me, uses jewels. As far as the player is concerned, they're measuring on FPS, but they're not. They're saying, what's your BB weight? Check that on the table. Right, that's the BB weight. That's what you're firing. This is what your jewels are. You're fine. Yeah. This isn't a new argument. Go search Airsoft uh, Sniper Forums back from 2010, 2008. It's always been a thing. It's more of a case that with the higher rate of fires we're getting, with the increasing amount of snipers and the increasing amount of HPA builds and gas yep. blowback builds, it's more of a dangerous thing now than it ever used to be. Yeah. 
especially with as as you get with some HPA builds the extremely high rate of fire you get as well you know you've got 100% you've got vastly overpowered BBs flying at you at the space of about 40 RPS some of them go for 50 RPS I think some of them go up to you know you get an insane rate of fire, and if they're going over that, people are going to get hurt. But now, but this was always a reason why you know rate of fire in the last eighteen months has been heavily discussed. Yeah, but rate of fire has always been an issue ten years ago. If you had dual sector gears, it's always been possible. But dual sector gears ten years ago was so much harder to do, and also harder to have it work every week than it is now with the the technology we've got. Mm. Um, and again, HPA makes it very easy. You know, it's a couple of yeah. couple of Allen screws, and suddenly you're unlimited. Uh, no. So uh, these arguments aren't new, and yeah. I'm not. I'm far from the first person to bring this up. And yes, yeah. people feel victimised by me having these conversations. And as you rightly said, at, at Ewa, I got in some heated debates with certain groups, yeah, who say they're not using it, yet criticise me for talking about it. Yeah, which makes me think if you're not using it, why are you so defensive about it? You know, make your own decisions there. But ultimately, and the same people that say, you know, oh, we can use what we want on a private game hire, you can, but there's still a site insurance, and the site insurance yeah. will still have a limit. Yeah, and let's not forget that this is actually the dual levels four point twos are now defined in law as well. Oh, 100%. Maybe, and this maybe, is why I've made a big deal of it. Yeah, maybe that's more why this is becoming more of a topic for discussion now than it would have been maybe 10 years ago. Yes, you say it's been around for, say, 10 years plus, but more people seem to be talking about it now. Is it because it is now written down in law that you have to be firing at 1.3 or 2.5 joules on a 0.2 gram BB? Yeah, this is, what I, this is what I started my article with, you know, four months ago, whenever it was. I don't care if your FPS limits are 700 FPS and you go to 700 FPS. Great, that's your limits. Go with it. If you've got unlimited jewels, go with it. But in the UK, we have a law. And more importantly, we're still running on the VCRA as self-regulation. So if we can't self-regulate and then we're saying to players, oh yeah, break the law with power limits, what future are we going to have when someone does clamp down on it? Yeah, the, definitely. the whole police crime act is the whole idea is they're not going to throw an asbo at someone who walks around the town with a high powered um, airsoft gun they're going to be able to say here's five years now fuck off yeah. ultimately so no one should ever be a friend by the PCA but we, there are still limits there for a reason and yeah. for the legal aspects for the safety aspects and more importantly as a game of honour we should really be on the same level playing field so if you're an automatic user, you stick to your dual limit. And if you're a bolt action or a single shot user because of the way that DMRs work, then you should have your 2.5 dual limit. And that's it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Carlo, thoughts? If he's still there. Wake up, Carlo. Carlo. The science is finished. Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo has left the building. Yeah, Carlo has gone. Right, okay. So, yeah, no, it is um, definitely down to the way... What's your thoughts on it? Um, as host I... of this, and as someone who's had prominent snipers and sniper mechanics 
on this channel, and I'm not targeting just snipers, but the fact is you're, you're hanging around with a group that, and speaking with a group that are technically under threat with some of these dual creep stuff. Yeah, now... Um, even if they're not using it, they may have to now quickly check what they're now being yeah. account held accountable for. Yeah, having um, spoken to yourself and having spoken to, say, sniper mechanics and the guys behind it, as long as they're within the law, I don't really have too much of an issue with it. You know, there's all the science behind it and everything. Uh, I don't have major issues with it in in the grand scheme of things. As long as they are acting within the law and it's being correctly regulated, albeit self-regulated, you know, at the end of the day, this is a sport of honour. We are relying on people to be trustworthy and honest human beings here. At the end of the day, that's what that's what it's all about. Um, so it's, it, you can't stop it. Let, let, let's day. throw a curveball at you. Say the law wasn't passed, and I'm arguing that it should be done just for the honesty point of view that we're all on a fair playing field. Like you have to have 350 FPS if we say 300 f 350 yeah. FPS on a site. If someone I mean, was dual creeping higher than that, how do you feel? Yeah, if if they were creeping outside of the site limits, yeah, I'm going to be pissed off because it'll fucking hurt. On jewels and not on FPS. So their FPS could be perfect at 350, yeah. but then this they switch why to point threes. I'm, I'm with you on this. Sites need to start chronoing on jewels with yeah. the weight of BB that they're going to be using in game. Yeah, and this now, shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a case that they, you know, there is a site I know that have a set of scales. If they are ever debating how much. What weight BBs you're using? They'll put one of your BBs on the scale exactly. to find out if you're lying. And I don't think we need. I don't think we need to go that extreme because yeah, that, that's the worst case seamless. scenario. Yeah, this should be seamless. This should be. You, you turn up to Chrono. Right, what weight are you using? Great, fire your shots. Three down the range. Boom. Right, one, two, three. What are your readings? What's your average? Okay, here's your weight. Here's your FPS. Okay, you're within limit. Done. Obviously, yeah. that's relying on the player telling the truth. Yeah, but it's a game of honor. It is. Yeah. Now. You're always going to find one or two players that are going to try and bend the rules to suit themselves. Uh, there's no getting Let's be fair, they're, they're easily going to get caught out in time, though. And once you get found out that you're a liar in that respect, because you're cheating to everyone around you, you're technically, you know, if your jewels are higher than the legal limit, you could be breaking the law. But more importantly, ultimately... All it takes is for someone to walk by... A, a marshal to walk by the... Um, the loading area and say hang on a minute you said you're on point twos but why are you putting point two eights there if they were yeah. ever worried about a person that's firing and suddenly players are walking around um more uncomfortably than usual let's say yeah exactly you know you can tell when um you're doing more damage than people are used to as well with the way that players react to the shots landing on them yeah i i, I still debate that because ultimately, it depends on the range, depends on where it's hit, depends on yeah. every person's pain threshold. So I I find it very hard for someone to say, and this is the perfect example, uh, Sniper Mechanic said, I'd rather be hit by 1.45 than 30.2s or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Ultimately, it depends on the range, your threshold, and how much creep is involved. So exactly. I, I think There's a lot of players of will find it very hard to say if it's hot gun or not because so many players will cry wolf on site and go, yeah. it's hot when it's yeah, not. The, the, yeah, it's, it's, no matter how you look at it, there's always going to be two sides to an argument at the end of the day. That's the, that's the nature of the beast here. 
Um, one thing that I have seen a couple of sites doing and I've quite liked as well, and it actually happened to me on Saturday at the Legion Battle Sim at Bramley, random spot checks of Chrono in-game. Yeah, 100%. Why Can't change you? your ammo in-game unless you... Because they're going to go, right, that mag, fire a few shots out, we're chrono it now. And they did that. I was well within the limit of happy days. But that's how you're going to catch people who are abusing it and going outside of the limits as well. Carlo's back. Hello, He's not Carlo. back just yet. He'll be back in a second. He's not in the room yet. Um, no, ultimately, yeah, I mean, sites should be spot checking anyway. Especially, you know, before and after lunches, stuff like that. Um, just... Just like years ago, you used to get the issue of people swapping cylinders um, to bring in a hot gun. But yeah, I think that, I think it is an open debate. Carlo, thoughts on dual creep? Just well, just to wrap up. Uh, don't do it. If you know you're gonna do it, don't do it. All right, we you have a legal system in it, place. Basically. Yeah, like I said, we got a legal system in place now. It's a Policing and Crime Act. Um, you know, if if you're looking to to, to go against that, thinking that you're Billy Big Bollocks, well, frankly, you ain't. Because it's just yeah, a matter of time for you caught. Play within the law and be honourable with what you're doing. As we've said with Graham a few times, this is a sport of honour. Yeah, don't spoil it for the rest of us. Let us ruin it yeah, for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. right. Cool. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the dual creep. Uh, and in fact, that wraps up all three of the questions. Some uh, great debate there, I believe, yes. from all the parties involved. Yeah. Uh, wrap up the show now. Gra- Graham, where can people find you first? Head along to facebook.com forward slash airsoftnation. Um, also, Instagram, airsoftnation.uk. I'm currently working to wrestle the airsoftnation tag off someone. So hopefully I'll be Airsoft Nation across all boards. Of course, you can always find the app on your iTunes or Android Play Store and head along to airsoftnation.co.uk. Cool. Okay. And then, Carlo, where can people find you? Uh, Floperatorpodcast.com is the website. Um, Also, Floperatorpodcast on any of your podcasting software like iTunes, uh, Podcast Republic, SoundCloud. Um, you know anything Stitcher, Deezer, if you really want to go there. Still working on on to getting onto that Google Play playlist, but you know, such as life. Yeah, Google Play's a bit of a Google Play's a little bit more complex They're really to picky. get into, isn't it? Yeah, it came up when I first started this. It said we don't do podcasts in the UK yet. I was like, oh, cheers, guys. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks for letting me know. I won't be using your service ever. But yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, great to have you guys on next week. Carlo, you're coming back, and we're going to talk about your Yay. podcast. Fun times. <laughs> thanks, Andy. Right. Cheers, guys. Uh, and Andy, we'll... just want to say thank you so much for having me on. All the best with the future show. Yeah, cheers, Graham, and cheers, Carlo. Uh, we'll catch you guys soon, I'm sure. Yeah, bye, everyone. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>